0: A life changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Today I will operate very strictly as a prophet of this nation because yesterday and today. In fact, tomorrow is a holiday. We are celebrating 47 years of our independence. From our colonial masters. We decided that we wanted to take charge of our own destiny and problems and situations. Again, in December, Ghanaians will be going to the ballot box again. To either confirm for a second term the presidency of John Ajekum or to throw him out and bring another man called Professor Atamils. It is going to be a clash of the giants. And it is only the one that has God's favor and the one upon whom God has placed his hand will win. Five, we are talking about the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. The beatitudes that an English preacher says be attitude. <laughs> the beatitude means be attitude. Some attitudes which govern Christian life and Christian living and Christian relationship with God. Now we have done all save one. Chapter 5, Matthew, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For this is the kingdom of heaven. Then two. Blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Three. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Four. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. Five. And you can find five in verse seven. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Six, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And then seven, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And today we will be doing the last one. Blessed are the peacemakers. For this is the key, for they shall be called the sons of God. Peace is an essential ingredient for a nation. Peace is essential for development, for stability, for progress, and for growth. And, and, and mistrust, and, and there's destruction of trust, and, and suspicion. Uh, uh, the children grow to become liars. They, they grow to become thieves. They, they grow to become uh. uh, uh uh, what do you call it? Their self-esteem becomes so low that very soon they want to look for comfort. Comfort from friends who will accept them. And usually those who accept them are people of their kind. Born into homes where their the, the homes are scattered and shattered. Boys who have become drug addicts. Boys who steal their mothers uh, jewelry and, and clothes and whatever to go buy drugs. And our children fall because peace is not at home. And and sometimes these children, when they are hanging around with these friends, they, they feel more comfortable and they are more happy because fire is burning in Soweto which is their home. When an individual does not have the peace of God, that individual is a failure. That individual cannot achieve when an individual does not have peace and especially he begins to look out for ways of of the the way of the world in 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 achieving peace and a peaceful status usually the way of the world will be to go for alcohol to hang around in the club houses the way of the world will be to go on drugs the way of the world will be to get some cigarettes and to smoke the way of the world will be to inject something into your body that will relieve you of the pressure and the pain for a moment after he's gone, you come back to square one and the only way to suppress his, is to go that way again and you go and go and go and go and before you are where your life is destroyed. When, when an individual does not have peace, that individual cannot achieve his goals, that, uh, that individual cannot maximize his potential, that individual cannot become a useful citizen. So, peace is not only needed and important for a nation but the peace is also important for uh, family units, particularly marriages and then also individuals by the grace of God, in the series that I will be presenting, I'll be covering all these grounds, especially how do I obtain peace? What what are the weapons that I need to fashion out and and to put in place? And I believe and I trust God, by the time we are through with this series, ah, family units units will become strong and, and united. Families and marriages will become solid. And our nation will move forward and we will succeed. Now, the Greek word for peace suggests that the word also means security. Peace means security. Peace means defense. Peace means tranquility. A state of tranquility. It means a state of perfection. Aye. Peace also means a, a, a state of stability. Stability. As a matter of fact, another word that comes out is that peace means prosperity. Prosperity. Peace means prosperity. Peace means progress. 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 Ah, now here is a wonderful question. Here is one word peace that is associated with all the good things of life. Namely, perfection. Namely, success. Namely, knowledge. Namely, namely progress. Namely, prosperity. Namely, peace, uh, uh, security. Namely, tranquility. Namely, all the good things are associated with the world peace. Now, the question is, why is it that the world cannot know peace? Why is it that we cannot achieve a peaceful status and atmosphere? Why is it that families cannot coexist peaceably with one another? Why is it that our chiefs, knowing the importance of peace, will continually subject their subjects to war, schools closed down, children cannot go to school? women cannot go to the farm. Farmers cannot go to farm because curfews have been imposed because one gate is fighting another gate. Coming from the same parents, parenting. I cannot fathom it. I cannot understand it. I cannot understand why armies, soldiers that we have employed and we have given them arms to protect us will take these same arms and begin to fight and to kill in the name of revolution in the name of rescuing the land from enemies, fighting one another and killing one another. Because this tribe has ruled this nation for so long and the other tribe wants to rule. What is happening to our world? What is happening to our world? How on earth will a man after living with a woman for 15-20 years all of a sudden he says, I don't love you anymore. I don't want you anymore. Get out of my house and they become enemies as if they have never gone to bed before. You won't believe that. You won't believe that this is the man and the woman that have children that are growing, they become enemies. Ah, in some instances, it you, you'll be amazed to find a man draw a last and say, if you don't move, I'll kill you. And through, through, through slashes. This is devil. This is satanic. This is devil. Why is it that? My, my, my wife tells me of a young boy they went to school with comes from a good home my wife tells me when they were in school their lunch whilst all of them took lunch from the morning this family their lunch will be cooked fresh and a driver will carry their food hot and bring it to them in school the driver will be waiting they will eat and then the <laughs> bowls are collected back when they attended boarding schools, when everybody was washing their clothes, ah, houseboys will come and pick their clothes home. Wash, iron, bring, and come and take another one. And yet, by the time they were finishing school, they had become drug addicts. You won't believe this. You won't believe this. Had a good start. Had a good foundation. And yet, in the end, something went wrong. I will attempt to give you four reasons why the world and people do not experience peace in the true sense of the word. I will separate the first reason from the other three because the other three, I will put them together and I will make them one and will do justice to them. Number one reason why there is no peace in this world is that people have rejected the rule of God over their lives men have rejected or men resist the rule of God over their lives. And when men resist the rule of God, the next thing is that God is put to second position. You say you don't want God. So God is removed. So God is sitting at the fence. And you are trying to handle your affairs and do your own thing by your own self, using your own ways and your own mind. Remember Paul said, even though we walk after the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Even though we live in this world, we do not solve life's problems by the dictates and the weapons of the flesh even though we live in this world we are both human and we are both divine and spiritual and so that there is somebody who made us and created us and he knows what is wrong with your mind when there is something wrong with your body he knows and that God is the only one that can fashion out fashion out and provide solutions to your troubled mind and your troubled heart and your troubled spirit God is a spirit and he made man in his image and you know why? To have fellowship with us. Oh, let me convince you. Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your name be sanctified. May your name be honored. And then thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. As it emanates from heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is ordered from heaven. So the word, the word as it is done in heaven th- does not suggest that earth will do it as heaven does it. Or, or earth will copy the, 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 the heavens in the way that things are done. But the word suggests that that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That will on earth be influenced by the decisions and activities of heaven. And that's a very powerful prayer. Now hear me. And then Jesus Christ added, Give us this day our daily bread. Now, let's stop here. We eat three times a day. And every day we eat. And Jesus Christ says, Anytime there is breakfast before you, remember to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. When you have lunch, remember to pray. When you have dinner, remember to pray. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ says, Never take your meals for granted. And that whenever meals are set before you, They are set before you based upon the grace and the free provision and the love of God for this world and for you. And so, therefore, as soon as you have the food, remember first to pray. Remember first to give God thanks. And do you know why God wants you to pray three times when you are eating three meals? He is reminding you that he needs a fellowship and a relationship with you, which must be hourly, which must be by minute, which will be by second. So when you are chewing granite, you are praying, you are having fellowship. When you are are having snacks You remember to pray You remember to have fellowship Even through the snacks And so since man cannot do without food And man will always be eating It suggests that man will be praying every day And man will be having fellowship every day with heaven That's what it means You know why? Because God wants the kingdom of God To come on on this earth Let me explain to you The kingdom a kingdom is a domain an area where a king rules over his subjects and so when we talk about kingdom of god then we are talking about a domain an area where god is the king because every kingdom has a king and the king has subjects people and the kingdom is ruled by constitutions by policies by rules and by regulations so that everybody does not do what she wants or what he wants under the kingdom. But you do it according to the rules, the constitution of this kingdom. Now here is a prayer. Let's go back. Thy will be done on earth. earth. May thy kingdom come. And thy will be done on earth there are certain activities of the realms of the spirit which God wants done here in the physical realm. His authority, his rulership, his control. God wants man to walk in certain ways as ordered by him from the realms of the spirit. So when you are a child of God and when you are a human being, God is reminding our political leaders. God is reminding our chiefs. God is remembering and reminding the secular rulers and the secular leaders that there is another kingdom which must come from somewhere and that kingdom is God and God comes, he rules from those realms and our governmental institutions, political institutions, academic institutions, medical institutions, immigration institutions must all be fashioned out by the rulership of this authority from heaven. That's the way God wants it. And as long as we don't recognize this and we have removed God, sit aside. We don't need you in this matter. We will war against each other. We will fight against each other. There will be troubles and there will be chaos always. For example, one of the laws of God is the Ten Commandments. When you study the Ten Commandments carefully, you will notice it's divided into two sessions. The first session seeks to improve your relationship with God. Thou shalt not have any other God before me, for I am the Lord, thy God, who uh, uh, brought you out of Egypt, and uh, the day that you worship other gods before me, blah, 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 blah. You remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and so on. God was telling, is telling his people that you need a relationship with heaven, because there is a kingdom above that God rules from, and you need to subject yourself to the rulership and to the control of God. Now, the second part of the the Ten Commandments, you notice, has to do with the relationship with man. For example, that shall not steal. If everybody was obeying the law, that shall not steal, we will not need police. We will not need army. We will not need the courts. We will not need lawyers. Lawyers for what? Police for what? That shall not steal. Everybody is obeying the law. That shall not kill. Nobody kills. So we don't need the police. That shall not take your husband's wife. If you don't take your husband's wife, another that should not take your another man's another man's wife and don't take another woman's husband and so if we don't steal husbands and we don't steal wives there'll be peace because you can travel and you don't need to set spies to watch over no committing of adultery and if there's no committee of I said don't commit adultery no committing of adultery you understand what I'm trying to say we don't need to monitor anybody But these days I do very effective monitoring because my girls are growing. And I want to be sure where they are going. I didn't bother when they were little girls. But now they have grown. Some of them this year they told me they wanted to marry this year I say, hey, "I am about to become a grandfather." <laughs> uh, are you hearing what I am saying? All right, so 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 that shall not steal. That shall not commit adultery. Yeah. Now, here is another golden rule. Matthew chapter seventeen. Uh, uh, there about Jesus Christ prayed and he said, "Do unto others what you want others to do unto you." Do, do you know that this is a rule that governs the kingdom? Nana Kofi, you do not want anybody to cheat you, so you don't cheat others. You do not want anybody to pollute your water, so don't pollute somebody's water. You do not want anybody to hurt you so you don't hurt anybody you don't want anybody to gossip about you so don't gossip about anybody it's a very simple rule that if it is adhered and people listen to it and people obey it will, will will bring peace you will never have any two women standing in the middle of a compound house oh you are male law, a male law, a male law. May I spare no you? Hey, 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 hey! boy, buy boy, buy boy, buy boy. On na buo ke yo ma hi. only leba kwe woda ka keshwa Because people do not honor the law of God, people resist the 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 rulership of God, the control of God. Now in John chapter sixteen and verse thirty-three, it's very amazing. John chapter 16 and verse 33. Now, it says, in this world, there'll be tribulations. But I have spoken these words that you may have peace. That ye may have peace. In this world, in this Ghana, in this Africa, there'll be tribulations. There'll be difficulties. There'll be pain. People will step on your toes. Some will insult you. Some will abuse you. Some will hurt you. But I have spoken these words. That you may have peace, he's saying. In the midst of the tribulations, what will keep this world is the word of God, and yet people are fighting the word of God. The word which brings peace, we have to pay before we preach it on television and radio. The word which brings life, the word which brings stability. The word which brings us all the things that we are looking for. Somebody out there, listen to me. There is nothing wrong if we as a nation declare our faith in God and say we will serve God and let our children and our children's children know that we stood for God and we were not ashamed. Because without his word, the individual, the family, the nation, the continent will know no peace. God did not make us for us to cut him away from our daily life and our affairs. No. He wants a place. He wants a say in our marriages, in our decisions that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Something is going on in heaven and God wants it on this earth. The the, the blessings of heaven, the prosperity of heaven, the the gold of heaven, he wants it on this earth. But how can we receive the things of God when, when we resist him and we fight him and we dishonor him and we dishonor his word? Can I tell you this, somebody? God says I should tell you. You will never win against him. Stop fighting God now. Submit to the word of God and submit to his counsel. God wants to rule and if he rules and we fear him and we obey his word, there will be no stealing. There will be no crime. There will be no armed robbers. We will not need security anymore. We will know peace. We will know Peace. get to a traffic light where the traffic light is off and you see the animalistic aspect of man get to a traffic light and see traffic light off and man begins to behave like an animal nobody gives anybody the way everybody goes to crop in the middle oh my god and everything gets to a standstill so man has to be ruled and controlled by traffic light Jesus Christ if light is off why can't we agree amongst ourselves? Go and I also go. Somebody will come out of the car. Ah, what about them? What about them? Huh? Meanwhile, he's the one who is creating the problems. But he's accusing somebody. There's no law. There's no order. Because the king of kings has been rejected. We resist his rule. And his control. One of my favorite scriptures is Matthew chapter 8. And a centurion came to Jesus. I love that scripture. And the centurion came to him. And then then he said, Master, I myself am a man under authority. I said to one, go. And he goes. I said to one, come. And he comes. I said to one, sit. And he sits. Oh. Here is the question. If you are a man of authority, what are you doing where Christ is? What did he come to do there? here's the revelation master I have authority by my authority is limited because it's a man ordained and man given authority ah but my servant is lying there and is dying so Jesus I recognize that you have an authority that goes and transcends above and beyond the authority of man my authority cannot solve this problem because it's a limited one now I have come to you Jesus that your power and your limitless authority will begin to raise my my servant who is dying in bed. and the bible says that same hour that same hour and jesus christ says wow uh, the whole of israel i have never seen such so, said great faith said, said great faith said great faith when did a man receive his, his miracle because he came to submit his authority to the divine authority he came to submit his will to the kingdom will. He came to submit his will to the, to, the, to the influence and the decisions of heaven. That was when he got his miracle. That was when he broke through. Stop fighting God. Stop resisting the will of God. Submit. 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 Your mind, your heart, your will, your ways. 47 years 47 years Our hospitals need deliverance Our schools need help 47 years Ghana hear me We have tried we are so trying But but why don't we Now go to the master Why don't we go to the one who can help us? Why why are we ashamed? What are we ashamed about? Tell me that God does not care. If he didn't care, he would not say that kingdom come and that will be done on earth. If God didn't care, he would not give us commandments, a set of rules to govern human activities. Offer for the building of peace and stability. But it's a more serious one. I will command three reasons why we don't have peace. The second, the third, and the fourth. Greed. People are so greedy that it is a factor of the present chaos for disaster and, and for troubles. And then the third reason is poverty and survival. When people are poor, they want to survive. When people are hungry, they cannot think. When people are hungry, they they, they cannot reason. Because he's thinking about when next to get his daily bread. And you are telling him to pay income tax. Oh yes, when he's caught, the law will deal with him. But he will do everything to fight and to resist. Because he's hungry. Greed. Poverty and survival. Unforgiveness. Our leaders are greedy. And the reason why, in politics, it is I win or everybody loses. The guy who has been ruling the past 10-20 years was his classmate. He was more even intelligent than him when they were in school. And then all of a sudden, because you took arms, fought your way through, and became what you became, you have become so powerful, you have got so money, and he went to school, and went to school, and went to school, and went to school, and he has started to show for all his efforts. Hey! He's planning that he to, if you can make money from that office, that office, me too, I'll get there some. Well, our leaders are so greedy. When we vote for them uh, and they get to the place of of rulership and authority, they forget about those of us who voted them. They forget about us. You see them amassing wealth and connections and and, and, and making money and and, uh, uh, especially when they are left with some few days to leave office. They call it injury time. Injury time. Pumping money and keeping them somewhere. They are so greedy. So, the other people sitting on the fence, they too, once they come in, they say, hey, we are not going today. We will be here and enjoy the things that they enjoyed. Greed. So, at the end of the day, when they discover that they cannot win election by the ballot box, then the only thing is to go and come somewhere in the bush, start the ready from there. And they say uh, 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 rebel movement. They will give themselves some long. long and they say we are fighting for the emancipation of our people. Which people? The same people you are killing. Greed, 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 greed. They are greedy. They're, they're, We are bringing healing into this nation. Oh, I said we are bringing healing into this nation. And we are bringing healing into families and lives. Rise up and say yes. yes. Hey. Unforgiveness. The first time I ever heard Guinea fowls go to war. Was when two people argued over Guinea fowls, And the argument turned into exchange. And then factions, and then factions from the other side joined them, and they started fighting. The real question was not the guinea fowls, but there is a long standing pain and bitterness in the hearts of the two sections over many years, and all of them are unwilling to forgive. And they've been looking for an opportunity. The day we get the opportunity, we will, we will, we will show vengeance, we will, we, will, we will bring vengeance. And every day, they make money, even though they are poor, they are always buying arms. Piling them. Why do you pile arms? Because you are anticipating a day of war. I will never pile any arms because I know that there there is peace within my walls. And the Lord will preserve and keep me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me. So I will use my money to bless the poor. I will use my money to give somebody a scholarship. I will not use my money to pile arms. In readiness for war. For as a man thinker, so he is. If you think about war, you'll get war. If you think you you die. If you know you, you think you'll be sick, you'll be sick. What you think is what you get. Ah, hear me. My chiefs, my kings, and my elders, can't you see that in your community, as a result of the chieftaincy dispute, your children are not going to school? Can't you see? Can't you see that your women and your men cannot go to farms anymore? Can't you see that as a result of the disputes, uh, progress has been stalled stalled in your community? Nana? Nana? They're your subjects. They need to forgive. The reason they must forgive is that each and we are sinners ourselves and if God did not forgive us we will not have the mandate and audacity to stand and preach and to worship and to lift our holy hands because when God is angry nobody can come into his presence but because of his mercies and his grace even just as we are we can come and he will receive us now, now, if God has forgiven us you too you need to forgive somebody because blessed are the merciful because it is only they that shall obtain mercy it is when you show mercy to somebody that you receive mercy yourself. <clears throat> Guinea fowls. Bring war, But I came here to say, it was not giving fouls. It is men that brought to the war. Because the Bible said, Blessed are the peacemakers. The word makers are blessed are the promoters of peace. Blessed are they that love peace and talk peace. Blessed are they who see the need that when there is a trouble, they will have to sit around the table and discuss and talk. Blessed are those people. I cannot see God blessing chickens and guinea fowls. He's talking about blessing man. In other words, God is saying, for all the problems that we have in this world, man is the causer. And if man is the cause, it is the same man that can reverse the situation and promote peace in this world. The problem is with man. It's not with chicken. It's not with God. Blessed are the peacemakers. It's not guinea fowls. There was there was long-standing pain and bitterness. So a little quarrel about guinea fowls, and there's an explosion. And and if you care to know, most of these people who fight and kill themselves are actually re- relations and relatives. Oh, yes. Some of them come from the same family tree, some of them come from the same ancestry. But when it comes to land, power, chieftaincy, money nobody knows his brother anymore I take it or I die may the Lord have mercy oh you're all oh
1: no no yes sir. The song we are just
0: singing says, We have an advocate who will decide our case and rule for us, and because this advocate Jesus is on our side, ah. Let the devil plan anything, it will never come to pass. Hey, our lives will be preserved, we will prosper in this land and on this continent. Let them that are planning evil plan evil, for soon they will be cut down. Are you hearing what I am saying?
1: Oh yo. Oh, hey. singing a yes, oh you are my father. Yes oh you are The, the Lord is with me. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Sing it. There, there, is, there is another song. He says. Another song
0: it says. Uh, uh, How do we sing that song? I forgot it.
1: The Lord has said, Amen. Can you go to somebody and prophesy to the person? Go to somebody.
0: I want you to write that one and please study it. Genesis chapter 34. Which led to the pronouncement of a curse by one of the patriarchs in Genesis chapter 49. And it's a very serious situation. In Genesis chapter 34, Jacob had returned from exile after 20 years. Listen carefully here. And then, his brother Esau had received him and finally Jacob had gotten a place to dwell. And when he got there, there were people dwelling in the place already. In fact, there was a king. And the king had a lot of sons. Then, one of the king's sons saw Diana. Diana is the first daughter of uh, Leah, the direct sister of Reuben and the direct sister of Simon and the direct sister of Levi. In fact, the direct sister of Judah. And uh, Leah... It's actually the, um, I think, the eighth born. After the first six boys, Leah was the eighth born. Uh, sorry, Dinah was the third, uh, eighth born. That was born to Jacob. Hmm. And she was a beautiful girl. Dinah went to town and the king's son saw Dinah and I think became friends with Dinah and then went to bed with Dinah. When Simon and Levi heard that their sister had been defiled, because the rule of the, of the Hebrews is that you must be a virgin before you enter into marriage so that you honor your husband. It was a very serious rule that was kept in those days. I don't know whether we keep the same rule these days. Can I hear somebody say Yehovah? Yehovah. So, so, Simon and Levi evil they didn't tell anybody but the king was approached by their sons and they said look why don't you go and say jacob that our sons want to marry your daughters so give your daughters to us let's marry them and you two, give your daughters to our daughters to your sons so that there'll be intermarriage and we can live peaceably as one people and the thing was the thing please jacob and jacob said well i have a covenant with the god through abraham and it's a covenant of circumcision in other words from from, like today it's like a christian sister says look before i marry you you must become born again because i I, I, born again woman I, i cannot see you making life and a happy marriage with a man who is not born again a man who doesn't believe in speaking in tongues a man who doesn't believe in giving a man who doesn't believe in payment paying of tithe a man who doesn't believe in all night in the first year of your courtship or your first year of marriage, oh, it's okay, it doesn't matter, you can do it. One year, two years, when you say you are going to Ireland, say, what well, kind of all night? You go to all day, all day, not all night. In the first year, he will allow you to pay tight. Now, down, sometime in the line, in the, down the line, when you want to pay your tight now, he, he tells you, uh, don't you see that we have many bills to pay? What is this money you are carrying to the church? Are you the only Christian over there? He starts resisting you. Very soon, you don't have joy anymore. Very soon, you don't have happiness anymore. In fact, very soon, he stops you from attending all night. And the next thing he says, when you tell him you are going to choir practice, he said, look, this choir practice is too much. And before you are aware, somebody was very active. You now start coming to church on Sundays only. Now Sundays, you start coming to once a month. And before you are aware, you backslided completely. Because you chose to marry a man who was not circumcised who is not born again in our, in our present language. And, and some of you, you are so funny, you make the mistake and say that, oh, uh, 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 he started coming to church. Oh, uh, he is coming to church because he wants you. And uh, by the way, let me show you some of the men, our tricks. When we want women, we use all kinds of tricks and language. The first one is that when the person is a married man, he will first come and tell you that, ah, uh, these days my wife doesn't satisfy me at all. He say, oh, why? He said, I don't know, and then he will tell you a lie. Well, when I sleep with him, it is like a demon comes and I become very weak. But any time I come near you, he is, I get some refreshing, and, and I don't know. Then you two, then you two start believing him. You start believing him. The next lie he will tell you. The next lie he will tell you. He said, "Look." I have been suspecting that my wife has been going out. Meanwhile, this woman is on a pill because she comes to church and so on, you know. I think that my wife is doing something. Then he starts preparing emotionally. He starts affecting your emotions. And then you start having pity on him. You start having pity on him. He said, I can't even eat your food. And then first of all, he'll start by giving some money. Can you cook some food for me to eat? And then when he comes to eat the food, even though your food is not nice, he said, ah, what a nice food. He said, this is the first time I've eaten after so many weeks. He said, liar, your food is not nice. He's just playing some trickery. Some trickery. Play some trickery. Trick, and then and he'll then he tell you, he'll tell you, and then he will, after that, he'll tell you, um, um." Uh, ah i've eaten i haven't eaten like that for so many months oh. w- w- would you be able to cook for me every weekend do you know this woman <laughs> god i don't know i am believing i'm praying god take this matter of my life she said which since i married this woman everything has never done well everything has never done well for me since i started coming near you my contrast has started coming he's a liar he's a liar he talked but he wants he wants door. Then you, to you you are happy that hey, you are a lucky woman. You are blessed a lucky woman. What, what he is doing to the free woman, when he sees another woman, he will do the same thing to you. Today you may be an angel, but tomorrow you will also be a devil. If as a matter of fact, he will say, as for you, you are a grandchild of the devil. <laughs> the, next time, the next time he say aye. I said my wife is a witch, but this one will be the do- granddaughter of the devil. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: How do you say, how do you say witch in, 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 in uh, uh, Yoruba language? Eh? Ah, this one will be a J. This one will be a J, proper. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. He's just, he's just finding a way to, to enter into your heart. Jacob said to them, circumcise. Be born again. Accept our covenant. Come under our covenant. If you want to marry our daughters. And the men said, oh yes. We will do it. One day. All the men in the town were circumcised. Because they want Jacob's, Jacob's daughters to marry. And when you are very mature and they circumcise you, the thing doesn't die on time. So, one week, they couldn't go to the farm. They couldn't play football. They couldn't. Everybody was sitting in his room. And they opened their so that fresh air will pass. And everybody had their fun. Papa. Papa. Day one. Day two. Day three. And everybody was sitting like that. Waiting for the sword to heal. So that they will move into action. They were going to get Israelite covenant women. Very beautiful. They know how to cook. Ah, well, well. Third day, the levy, and Simon went for sword. He said, forget you. You were the one that defied our sister Oya head. Pam, 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 pam. Killed all the men. When Jacob had it, say, "I, my sons, Levi, Simon." Genesis chapter forty. Now, now he was blessing his children. Reuben had already been expelled. Say, Reuben, you will not excel because unstable as water, you went and defiled the bed of your father. Reuben, you will not prosper. In fact, I will not give you the birthright. Get out. Then Simon and Levi were the second and the third. And this was serious. Jacob goes like this. Ah, Simeon and Levi. Your anger is fierce. Cursed be your anger. For you too with one sword. Slaughtered and killed innocent men. Who had received your gospel and your salvation of peace. Men who received you into their city. And gave you a place to live. And you said to them, if they want to marry your daughters, they must be circumcised. And when they build their faith in your God and accepted your gospel, Simon and Levi, you took the sword and killed them. My soul, sit not in the council with these two, and let my honor not be upon them. Simon and Levi. I will scatter you in Judah. And in Israel, you have no place. Because your anger, I curse it. It is too fierce. My honor will not be with you. Here is the teaching. Anyone who does not respect the peace of others and will take the law into his hands and kill at will, Rob at will. Destroy at will. That person will fall into the hands of God. For God is the promoter of peace. He says, I am the author and the finisher of your faith. And he says in, in, in Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, that passes all understanding. And so we have something called the peace of God. And we have something called peace with God. You obtain peace with God when you become born again. And when you accept Jesus and the gift of God's righteousness, then you begin to also walk and to have the peace of God. And so the peace that we're talking about, is of God. Remember, the name of Jesus Christ and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. So, real peace is the one that comes from God. Real peace is the one that comes when men submit to the kingdom of God. Real peace is the one that men have when they move to the word of God and they walk by the rulings of God. Real peace is the one that we receive when we make God our God and we are not ashamed to proclaim. Real peace is peace. When we make peace with God. Otherwise, thank God for your money. Oh, Thank God for your many wives and your many concubines. They will still not bring you the peace that you need. Thank God. Ah, if the alcohol and the drugs could help you, they would have helped you by now. Thank God. All of them you've tried and they never worked. Now I, I present to you. And, and if you can just humble yourself. Wherever you are in your room, listening to me, please. We've tried this and it worked. Others have tried it and it has worked for them. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, He said, Oh, come to me. Why would you waste your money to buy that which does not satisfy? Come, buy of the bread and and the wine and the milk that I I give free of charge. He said, you are thirsty. Come and drink of my fountain. Eat of this bread. Which one you eat, you will never hunger again. For he says, I am the bread of life. And anyone that eats of me shall never hunger. And uh, uh, Anybody that drinks of, the, of, the, of my blood shall never thirst. This is God. This is God speaking to you. Don't you need peace in your, in your marriage? Don't you need peace in your life? Don't you see your children? Don't you see that all your children have gone what? Because there's no peace at home can't you see that your children's lives have been destroyed can't you see it sir can't you see when, when you are fighting you, you don't even consider your children you don't, you don't even look at them innocent children that you are born into this world and you can throw insults at each other and throw things away and throw everything away don't you know that what you are doing to your wife your sons will do the same to their wives don't you know is that the training you are giving to them mister minister don't you know that when you start taking bribes and and things don't you know that all the people in the office your subjects will start doing the same thing please open to your scriptures 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 27. Now when Abner had returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him privately. And there stopped him in the stomach. So that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. Afterward, David, when David heard it, he said, my kingdom and I are guiltless, guiltless before the Lord forever, of the blood of Abner, the son of Nah. Let it rest on the head of Joab, and all his father's house, and let there never fall, let there never fail. <laughs> look, look at it carefully. David the king is pronouncing some curses. Let the blood of Joab be on the on all his father's house, and let there never fail to be in the house of Joab one who has a discharge, or is a leper who loans or who leans on the staff or falls by the sword, or one who lacks bread. so Joab and Abishai his brother killed Abner because he had killed their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle now what is it that will cause a patriarch like Jacob to pronounce curse upon his own children it is only when the children refuse to be makers and promoters of peace Simeon and levy became instruments of cruelty and wickedness so god removed them from his inheritance now here is another king and also a prophet david pronouncing curse upon a man called joab now who is joab joab was the army commander of king david one of david's loyalists what happened at the time when the kingdom of Israel was divided into two: the Southern Kingdom and the Northern Kingdom, where David was the king of the Southern Kingdom, whose headquarters was in Judah. Then Saul, even though had been rejected by God, still ruled the Northern Kingdom of the rest of the tribes, the the eleven tribes, and his headquarters was in Samaria. And this battle was ongoing for so many years. But God had prophesied that David would be king. And David was just waiting for the time. Then Abner, who was the commander of Saul's army, was accused by Saul's son Ishbosheth of having slept with one of uh, Ishbosheth or Saul's concubines. Uh, an accusation which was not true. So Abner felt that it was a ploy. For ishbosheth to put him to death so quickly he took counsel and said hey i must be smart and i must return to david and surrender the kingdom but nothing and something to david because david had the prophecy of god hanging upon his head so abner sent a message to david and said listen i am not coming on your side i want to come and make peace with you and i want to start cooperating with you i am no longer going to serve ishbosheth the son of saul who has been rejected by God so David asked him to come to Hebron now why Hebron? Hebron was a city of peace and in Hebron you don't kill anybody there Hebron you don't attack anybody Hebron you don't shoot so when David asked Abner to come to Hebron he was so happy because he knew that his life would be saved so he went and King David met him and then they smoked peace and they talked peace And then Abner decided that he would do everything to return the kingdom to King David. At that time, Joab, David's army commander was out. When he arrived, somebody told him, Abner had just come to David and is on his way. So he ran after Abner and said, Abner, come. So whilst he was having like... Because Abner had killed Joab's younger brother called Ishael. Now, why did he kill him? Ishael wanted to impress David that he was strong and powerful, and promised David that he would go after Abner and kill Abner. In those days, when Abner was an enemy, then they warned him that said, "Hey, don't try Abner. Abner is sharp and smart and fast. He would kill you." And then Ishael would not listen. So they met and then Abner a Esahel I don't want to do you evil please go back stop following me a hell will not listen brother Joab had two other brothers one is called Abishai then when Joab heard that Esahel was dead he swore vengeance and said this man Abner I'll finish with him. So even though Abner had become a man of peace, even though Abner had entered into peace truths with truth, truths with 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 David and and the house of David, Joab could still not forgive. Joab could still not forgive. Joab would still not forget about the past. Joab could not let go of the past. So followed Abner, killed Abner when David heard it he said hey hey let the blood of Abner be upon the house of Joab forever that was not the end number one let it be that always in the house of Joab there must be somebody who discharges you know what that means women who are discharging that substance from women you call it old let there be women with what they pool in this house can, can you understand can you imagine that hey number two let it always be that in the house of Joab there will be always men walking on crutches, lame people ah let it be that in the house of Joab there must always be lepers. As a matter of fact, if anybody wants to buy leprosy, let them buy leprosy in the house of Joab. Ah. And, and, when, and, and when you can hurt a king, and you can hurt a man, and the man who open his mouth and tell you those things, you, you are finished. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called the sons of God. Let it be that in the house of Joab, every year, somebody must fall by the sword. You imagine that because the man killed by the sword let him also die by the sword and ladies and gentlemen I should tell you the end of Joab it's pathetic David did not touch him until Solomon took over and when David was going to die he called Solomon and he did handing over notes and amongst the handing over Joab must die he said to Solomon Solomon you are a young man if you want your kingdom to be have stability there are certain associates and there are some pastors and some people you, you must lose them you must lose them Solomon Solomon if you don't lose them Solomon and then Solomon one day daddy who are those he said <laughs> Joab see where Joab died where Joab knew that Solomon had ordered his execution, he ran and took cover at the altar. Now, according to the prayer of Solomon, anybody who runs to the altar and take refuge must not die. But on the altar, he died. You know why? Because Abner came to Hebrew, which is another form of altar, which he must take refuge and kill him there. So the same way you die, the same way you go. What you do to others will be done to you. If you don't forgive him nobody forgives you. If you don't bless nobody blesses you. And and let me tell let me tell somebody at home. You, you have done so much evil and nobody has known it, nobody has seen it. But god has known it god has seen it if i were you i would open up my heart and i will ask god for his mercy and for his forgiveness ah david says i will not hide my sins for where will i go when i go under the sea god is there ah behold the darkness is like light unto him from whence will i hide from god where where and when will i hide?" the voice of God concerning the National Reconciliation Commission it is a good commission because number one it has afforded people the opportunity to go and say what is on your heart some have come to cry others came to pretend and others also came to lie but it is good one day I saw a young woman who came to the commission and they asked her, what work do you do? Then she says, I don't do any work. I said, wow, look, young woman like you don't do any work. And usually they want to justify that because of something that happened, that is why they have suffered all these years. And it's always the problem of Africa ever since we became independent 47 years ago we still continue to blame colonial masters for our our and our predicament and for how long are we going to stop blaming people for our troubles and take our own destiny into our hands and change situations having left us for so many years always trying to find scapegoats and excuses for for your failures and it was very good the commissioners asked this woman Did you go to secondary school? She said, yes. And then they asked her, how did you go to secondary school? And she said, oh, um, somebody helped. Then they asked her, so what did you do with your secondary education? And then she said, oh, the first results were cancelled. And then the second results uh, were not good. So she wanted to be a doctor. So because the results were not good, she hasn't been a doctor up to now. Then the commissioners told her, oh, if it was examination that didn't make you do a doctor, that's why you don't blame me, the soldier. She had gone to the market to sell bread, and the soldiers came and took their bread. So from that day, from that day. Then I sat by my television. I said, and hey, the soldiers cried. they have to blame themselves. Because if you didn't go to do this, nobody will come and put blame upon you. So so. The, the, the reconciliation commission is a good one people have come to add their grievances and they have come to add that the problems on their hearts and uh, uh, some some of their sto- some of the sto- stories and atrocities w- were uh, are so serious you 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 wonder if human beings perpetrated those against their fellow human beings whether ghanaians did those things against their fellow ghanaians where is the love of god where is the peace of god Here is my my candid and my humble advice. Number one, those who need to be compensated, I I am asking government to compensate. All those who lost property, lost land, lost their jobs and their businesses as a result of the the atrocities, the genuine ones, I, I support that they be compensated. Number two, I would also humbly advise that if it were possible we should not prosecute anyone that is so accused of having perpetrated an evil why because this is a reconciliation commission we, we are not seeking to divide the nation and we are not seeking to alienate anybody we are seeking to bring everybody together put the past behind us move forward as a people and, and, and the reason why the, go ahead give the lord a mighty praise here is the reason why I, I think that after the people have been heard and and they have been compensated, that they, they must learn to put the past behind them. Because number one, the opposers of the commission have said that the commission is a political agenda of the current government to to entrench their position by making the others unpopular. They, they accuse the commission, they, they accuse the government of setting up the commission. the purposes of vendetta and for the purposes of making uh 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 uh, alienating and making unpopular as it were members of the previous regime now if this government must prove them wrong then it will be 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 prudent in, in my views not to prosecute. Don't send anybody to court. And the reason why, another reason why you should not send anybody to court is that God says, vengeance is mine, say the Lord. We we have seen people who perpetrated evil against mankind killed when they must not kill destroyed when they must not destroy. We have seen them being cursed. We have seen their houses being pronounced accursed with leprosy, with discharges, with cripples, with 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 sword of death, and they have been a case that bread bread will never never be in their homes. What more do we need? It's enough. As a matter of fact, God has begun working already for most of these people who perpetrated the evil. Go to their homes right now and go and see poverty. Some of them are dead, and if you study the circumstances leading to their death, it's horrible. You know that this one is a curse and punishment from God some of them are sick some of them their children have become alcoholics and drunkards God himself is doing his work so anyone who was hurt in the past I want you to know God is in control God is working, he is at work nobody should take the work of God out of his hands for he says vengeance shall be mine leave them alone and as for those of you who perpetrated evil ah, uh, if you come out in the public to confess, you will be forgiven. If you come and ask for forgiveness, Ghanaians are very forgiving. Ghanaians are very sympathetic people. Ghanaians are very godly and religious and righteous people. They will forgive you and they will give you a second chance. Don't harden your heart. Stop defending what cannot be defended. Stop defending the indefensible. Humble yourself. Be a peacemaker. For only the peacemakers shall be called the sons. Of God.
1: Let's let to put the past behind
0: us. Let's forge ahead for the seven years of independence. and look at our hospitals, look at our schools. Look at the future. We can't even determine the future of our children. visited some universities in london and they took me to the computer laboratories what computers plenty from room to room room to room room to room our graduates finish university here and they cannot even die Where are we going? I said, people. Somebody finished the first degree and went to America for second degree. Law class. When he sat in the class, everybody had a laptop. When the lecturer was teaching, everybody and he was taking notes. So the lecturer came around and said, Where is your laptop? Laptop. He he cannot even handle laptop, let alone buy a laptop. he said when he came out of the lecture room he said Aha. he had to go and start learning how to type when his friends were learning law he was learning how to type he said how he struggled to catch up with the rest of the class
1: we, we have so much at stake let us not fighting
0: in December this year if you are hiding somewhere and you are just waiting to be influenced by disgruntled and hungry and greedy politicians to disturb the peace and stability of this nation think again and don't try it because God will not allow you because his church and his people will be defended our children must go to school Our farmers must go to farm. Our mothers must go to the market. We deserve peace. We deserve as God's people. Don't dream and don't think. Because you will come on, head on collision with God. You will come to see that too soon you are falling into the hands of God and you will not survive. Go and ask Joab. Go and ask Simeon. Go and ask Levi. Go and ask Maputo Seseseku. Go and ask Idi Amin. Go and look for Samuel though, and you know what I'm talking about.
1: Give the Lord a mighty praise.
0: When we go to the pools, we will only need one president. We don't need two presidents only one person will win and the others will lose but the losers should not count the day over they must know that when they lose today
1: tomorrow there will be winners somebody rise and say yes when you lose today you don't lose forever as a matter of fact Ah, sorrow may endure in the night
0: weeping may endure but joy comes in the morning what it means is that just as joy comes in the morning just as money comes so shall your joy come today you may be weeping today you may be struggling but tomorrow the story will be different am i
1: prophesying to somebody over here Ah, who is the one that i'm prophesying to somebody rise up and say i am the one
0: President President Kufour, his first attempt to become a president was within the, his party. In 1992, he did not receive the blessing of the party. Professor Duboahini received the blessing. He went out and lost against President Rawlings. Flight Lieutenant Rawlings. Then, in 1996. President Kufu attempted again. This time he was successful in his party. But when he came to the national, Rollins beat him. He never gave up. He went to learn his
1: mistakes. And then he said, Oh my soul, rejoice not over me, my enemies. My enemies rejoice not over me. So when I fall, when I lose, I will try it again. When I fall, I shall rise somebody you are falling but the lord sent me to come and tell you you will rise again you will rise again somebody rise up and shout i will rise again hallelujah he never won
0: in the year 2000 he came back again it was difficult for him to come back he had to beat the nakufuado in the primaries within his party it was not easy But he came out this time he was successful he never just got up and became president one day he had defeats he has struggles before as a matter of fact anybody who does not fight for anything when he receives it he does not even value it but when you fight for something and you receive it you begin to value it the miracle you are fighting for the blessing you are fighting for the promotion you are fighting for the lord said receive
1: it you feel the anointed in this place can you feel the power in this place somebody rise up and say yes the
0: president of senegal Abdullah wadi or they call him Abdullah what he had been longing to become president many many years election after election he was beaten election after election was beaten until the last election he was then very old Now, i think is an old man he has come to ghana here before very very old man last time i was praying for him i said oh god why did you make this man so old before becoming president god said sometimes it's good for them when they are too young and they become president power gets into their head they don't respect anybody they become so proud and so arrogant so greedy but when they are old like this they have nothing to lose. They know that tomorrow they will just go. So they are very humble and they rule very very well. Sometimes The reason why God has not opened the door for you, it's not because he hates you or he hasn't got the power, but God is just waiting for you. He's preparing for you. There are three types of miracles. The first one is called prophesied miracle. The one in which God prophesies, but it takes a long time for it to happen. Example, the one that Abraham received. From the time Abraham received the prophecy, and from the time that the prophecy came to pass over 25 years, you know what God was waiting for? God was just preparing character and faith. Because after the miracle, he was going to receive a test. And supposing he had failed the test, he would have failed everything. Then there's one we call declared miracle. When God declares a miracle upon your life, it may take time. But you have to fight a lot of enemies. The one that was declared upon David, he received anointing. That he was going to become a king. But he never became a king until some 15 years later. Fighting Saul and some wild beasts and some wild demons. Before he was able to get there. Then there's the one we call agent miracle. That one you just need faith. Tomorrow about this time
1: tomorrow about this time tomorrow about this time and the Bible
0: says "And that same hour the centurion 7th was healed we call it urgent miracle if you are here you need miracle within 48 hours receive it receive it receive it and the Lord said I should tell you Every prophesied miracle and every declared miracle let the demons fight you let hell fight whatever they want to it will come to pass The prophecies will come to pass
1: the place they don't want to see you enter you will enter into that same place somebody shout and say I hear Jehovah
0: all of a sudden I heard the word of God the Lord said your heart has pleased him you have come to the ridicule of people who have ridiculed and mocked at you there are so many heads and sometimes as if God has forgotten about you because there is no way all of a sudden when I was preaching at 10 and I just saw a light shine and some darkness fled, and I saw the glory of the Lord come upon you and the Lord said I should tell you don't listen to any man, listen to him only. For there is something he has for you. And the Lord said, It will come to pass. Take it right now. Watch him and watch the word which I've spoken. We are all in this place. as you give glory to God you are receiving your miracle also whatever God has written concerning your life will come to pass let let the devil let the source let let demons let witches let them fight they will not succeed because what God says you will become you will become is somebody receiving the word of the Lord if you lose in the coming elections don't lose hope don't destabilize the nation don't listen to people and do anything evil accept it that is the will and the counsel of God this may not be your time but God's time will surely come to pass powerful president called Abraham Lincoln had a very checkered history very troubled past but listen to how he broke through he started life at the age of 22 he started first with a business and he failed the next year 23 he decided to stand for state legislature elections in his home state he lost at the age of twenty-four he started another business and failed at the age of twenty-five he went for another election failed at the age of twenty-six his wife died at the age of twenty-seven he couldn't contain the pressure anymore and he had a nervous breakdown at the age of thirty-five in the midst of all the defeats, he decided to go up in his political career this time he was singing for a bigger office as a congressman what we will call parliamentarians <laughs> he failed at the age of 37 he tried again and he was successful for the first time at the age of 39 he went for re-election and lost again at the age of 41 the midst of all the failures, he decided to still go up. This time, he wanted to seek for senatorship, senatorial uh, 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 position which is a higher form of uh, maybe parliament. We we don't have that here. Um, I don't know the political scientists what that is equivalent to. I don't know whether that is equivalent to our council of state uh, in Ghana here. Maybe, Maybe equivalent to council of state but that's a higher form. Representing his state, when he went for that election, he failed. In the midst of it, he decided to go up. He was chosen as a a running mate, as, as a vice presidential candidate for another president who was running at the age of 47. He failed at the age of 49 he went for another senatorial election he failed the man's life was full of failures yet he never gave up at the age of 51 he said look i have failed all the others i'm going to try presidency and then he went for nomination as a president and won he became a president Oh, who said that you won't become what God wants you to become, who said that you are going to be what you are every day? Who said you are always going to be a beggar? Who said you are always going to be poor? Your day of
1: celebration, your day of glory, your day of honor, your day of elevation is coming. We're serving with a shout.
0: Ask somebody, did you fail before? Ask somebody, did you fail before? Tell somebody, don't worry about it. The, the, the failure only means God is about to open another door. Give somebody a high five and say, Receive. Hey, failure is not the end of the road. Failure only means you have tried and you are going to try it again. The producer of the incandescent light he is called Thomas Erickson. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is dead in the studio in his laboratory and tried 100 experiments all of them didn't work then his boys were so discouraged his boys came saying, sir we've tried this hundred times and it doesn't work why don't we try another and then invent another thing then Thomas said oh oh uh, we haven't failed but the 100 ways that never worked only means that we have discovered 100 we have discovered 100 ways in which the experiment will not work we are yet to discover the last one which works and then when that goes through we shall write two books the first book will be entitled 100 ways by which you cannot make a light. And then the last book will be One way by which you make a light. Uh-uh. And then he, he said to them, he said to them, if you don't try the 100 ways, you will not see it, this last and this final one. And through, 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 they hit and then he succeeded. If the devil is discouraging you and telling you, you can't make it, tell him it's a liar. you'll make it, you go forward. Hallelujah. I'll be giving you a lot of testimony somewhere along the line. I mean them oh Jesus Christ. Hmm. In closing. Let me close and prepare you for next week. In Philippians four, the Bible says, "God said, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart." In the New King James, in the, in, the, in the King James, it says, "Will guard your heart." Now, the word "guard" is a military word, which means garrison. Now, the peace of God that passes all understanding will garrison your heart. What it means is that will form defense, armed, and you need to find and discover those arms. Otherwise, you will never have peace in your marriage, in your life. Anything you want to do to progress, the devil will come and cross you, because the devil likes it whenever you are staying, staying and sleeping in your room and you are counting the ceilings, because things are not working for you. He's happy, and he's happy looking forward to the day you say, "Look, it's too much for me. Let me go for one bottle of uh, alcohol." He's just waiting for that day, but the devil is a liar. You will never get there. You will make it. You succeed. So the peace of God arms with certain arms and it passes all understanding the peace of God goes beyond natural reasoning you may not get it in a university you may not get it anywhere but the thing is just real and sometimes when you are enjoying the peace of God people look at you and they say you are stupid I'll give you two examples and we'll close today we had a testimony I don't know whether you heard it properly somebody was given 200,000 because he was refused the visa and he said he's thanking God that he was refused visa that person has the peace of God because for him he knows that closure of one door does not mean the end of the matter he he only means all he knows is that it is not the will of God for him to go now and because he has submitted himself to the rulership of God he has decided not to resist the kingdom power nor the kingdom rules nor the kingdom regulations that is a child of God whom Jesus Christ is his king and how about you you get agree with God and stop coming to church and stop paying tight because miracle never happened because God never answered your prayer. Shame unto you. Show me your Christianity. Show me your faith. Oh, I haven't finished with you yet. Let me give you this one because I know some of you are getting healed. Jesus Christ was traveling with his disciples and then the vessel in which they were traveling began to sink and then the storms were coming and the boats was was just capsizing, and, and and the last straw and the thing was going to sink and yet Jesus Christ was in the boat Gabriel what was he doing? sleeping have you seen somebody sleeping in the midst of storms before? except you have peace except you have peace then you can sleep in the midst of storms except you have peace peace with God except you have peace with God Except you have peace with God. Except you have peace with God. When your wife packs out and go, you still can't sleep. Except you have peace with God. When you are you don't even have a husband, you still have peace with God. You stay holy. Except you have peace with God. Except you have peace with God. Horatio Strafford was a lawyer practicing in Chicago so successful a very good christian of the presbyterian faith and i maybe i'm sure that he was an elder of the church good christian he had four daughters all of a sudden horatio strafford's business started collapsing his property started losing, uh, he started losing his property and this became very difficult so to keep his wife away from the storms you know because every day new things were bombarding them so he said to his wife can you travel to France, take some holiday stay there for some time as I struggle and I pray and battle with God to put our house and our finances in order and then you come back in those days that was 1873 you travel by ship so they boarded a French vessel heading towards Paris and then they went one week down the line 22nd November 22nd November the following day it was going to be 23rd november the following day it was going to be 23rd in november 23 11. another vessel this is an american vessel also had left the shores of paris moving towards new york nobody knew what happened the two vessels just collided and then Horatius, Mrs. Horatius Stafford's vessel began to sink 300 people were on board So the rescue team came And they rescued only 90 Mrs. Horatius Stafford was one Of the 90 people rescued All the four children perished They all died So while she was in hospital Recovery She sent a, a in those days We call it a telegraph Telegram to Her husband And her telegram read Horatius Destruction All children perish. I alone saved What do I do? The man's business Had suffered many blows His wife And children Children had perished Only the wife saved So she sent a message back to the wife And said stay in Paris I am coming over quickly to fetch you back to America Chicago so he took another vessel and then they sailed and sailed and sailed then when they got to the place where the wife's vessel and the children perished the captain said to him sir this is the place where the accident took place a couple of weeks ago this is the place your children are stuck in the vessel down below. Have you seen the vessel sinking before? All the people are inside the are stuck, and the vessel just goes down. They drink the water and drink the water and drink the water. It's, 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 not, it's not the best of death. All the four children. Horatio Stratford. Stood there and his eyes choked with tears. And when he opened his mouth, he sang this song, which is a blessing to us When peace, like a river, attended my way, when sorrow, when seas, like, like, when sorrows, like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, whatever my suffering, whatever my troubles, I will say. It is well. It is only a Christian, a person that has peace with God, that will accept challenges that come and trust God, that God's grace will be sufficient to leap him from one level and move him to the other. When peace like
1: It is our
0: fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copies of this and any other life-changing CDs, Please look at the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching
1: our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.